Welcome to the Cult of Comics Podcast. This is Tyler Brown speaking, and I'm joined today by my usuals, Sean and Josh. How's it going, guys? This is Tyler Brown speaking. Uh... <laughs> well, I think... <laughs> what was that? What I kind of mockery is that? <laughs> I think my... Uh... But, no, hang on. We're going back to this. Hang on. I want to hear you do an American accent. Go. No. Do it. No. Do it. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, bruh. Tell you what, do a Shaka Khan like bra. Like, ha, ha. let me hear you do that. Let me hear you do like a Keanu Reeves in like the Surfer movie. Yeah, go. Do exactly what you want me to do, and I will Dance see if monkey. I can. <laughs> you drop this, bra. Do it. I'm not good do under it. pressure. I'm not doing this for recording. That's okay. I believe in you. Yeah, you can we'll, ask me. We'll let you practice for a few days. Yeah, come back to Man, me. Next have you week. ever seen Point Break? Uh, n- the only bit of Point Break I've seen is when they're watching it in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I was okay. going to say, you know, my tooth, my toothpaste tube DVD is running there. out of toothpaste. I'm running on empty. Running on empty. But I think, I think Sean might be having a worse time right now. What, worse because sir. I'm giving him pressure to worse? Because <laughs> I'm telling him well, to do Well, even before that, you know, he's suffering... England together is suffering so much. Unfortunately, because of the massive loss of the footy. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. Unfortunately. Too bad. So sad. Who did you lose to again? Italy. Mario and Luigi. (laughs) They were playing. They were playing fucking dirty though. I think it. I think it evened out. They say about Italy every year. I think there's a uh, picture going around of like one of the Italy players like pulling the back of an English player's shirt, and he didn't get reprimanded for it at all. It was just a yellow card, wasn't it? Yeah, whereas it should have been a red card. Every, everyone gets one. You can, you can get away with like Everybody 16 of That's those. That's what they said. Game. Yeah. You saw the same Reddit thread I did. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> just reading just the comments the back that I've already read. <laughs> What's that guy's name? Bellatelli? I think he's the player on Balliatelli? Balliatelli, yeah. Tacquatelli? Is he still on the team? One no, of them's Mario and one of them's Luigi. Balotelli, yeah. It's just Balotelli. They're just all named after I thought Pasta. He is. It says that he's still I don't an know. Italian professional player. Yesterday was the first you football f- match I've ever watched. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Get out. Have you ever watched soccer? I'll tell you this right now. I Actually, yeah. My, I grew up watching it with my brother. Well, good for you. Uh, that's the only reason I know about Balotelli. You have to check his name. Because I don't know how to pronounce it. Balotelli. Name. There's a there's a video that's been going around. Did you just hold up a lamp and then... It doesn't matter. I, I'm working there's on the lighting. Video, yeah. I'm, there's I, a video I'm, been circulating. I'm so yellow right now. I don't get it. You really are. It's You're very golden right now. The golden bastard. Yellow of, bastard. Uh, I'm the yellow bastard right now. <laughs> There's a video circulating of Bellatelli playing a match, and there's a lot of racism in Italy. Uh, yeah. And they chuck bananas at him uh, on the field. Jesus. And oh, wait, one in specific. And, eating it. and they eat it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yep. That's one of my favorite videos I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy has uh, thick skin. He probably has to in order to yeah. fucking uh, play for Italy. <clears throat> just thinks about all the money, and he's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, he goes home and just cries into the, the 50 euro notes. 
All right. Welcome to Cult of Comics Podcast. If you've never been on the show before, this is not usually what we talk about. We usually talk about sports. We are a comic book media podcast that covers the news, uh, books of the week, as well as other comic book media formats, such as movies, uh, audiobooks, uh, audio shows, etc. And this week has been an interesting week uh, in that the selection of comics hasn't necessarily been the strangest, but... It's been an interesting week because of the first book we're going to talk about, which is Images Skybound X, number one, by various different authors and artists. But the first story features, obviously, Robert Kirkman mm-hmm. and Ryan Otley doing a dystopian future story version of The Walking Dead. Because yeah, Walking Dead wasn't already dystop- dystopian yeah. future. Well, this is what Kirkman well, it was teased. Te- Kirkman it, teased yeah. this when he was pitching, like... Oh yeah, it's not just it's not just a zombie book. There's aliens. Aliens are behind it. I can't remember the name of the guy who helped start uh, Image with Jim them, Valentino. but he was the same guy who invented. Yeah, the one who who invented uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who was originally turning it down, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But Kirkman had enhanced the story and was like, "Oh no, but aliens are in the end." You'll see. Like that was like his big selling point. This is yeah, a yeah. sequel to the backup story of issue seventy-five, isn't it? Where they did the alien reveal as like yeah. a bonus little fun bit they added yeah. in. Somewhere around there. Was it 75? I don't issue 75? Maybe issue 50? It was one where Rick's all went crazy and then Michonne comes over and like knocks him out with the sword. Yeah. Was that shortly after... It's when they're in Alexandria. Dies? Mm-hmm. No. That's in maybe. the 90s, I believe. Yeah. If they're in Alexandria. It wasn't issue 100. I'm... No. Come, come back to me. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Well... Per the usual, Ryan Otley is still a fantastic artist. Yeah. He does especially well with Noel Holtz Bar, uh, just drawing the goriest stuff that you can imagine and drawing Ooh, some of the gratuitous things. Look at that. The Aliens, first appearance, issue 75, bonus ending. Ooh, Ooh look at you. Ooh. 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 What, do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Some comic book cookies here? Yeah. Congratulations. Comic book cookies for you. Comic book cookies for you. Comic book cookies for you, and not for you, Josh. All right, that's fine. So yeah, this this is a direct sequel to the backup story of issue seventy-five. It is a very strange story, and it's very it, it's 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 in good fun. Basically, yeah. is it's what this whole book is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to continue. Uh, these it's going to continue yeah. for a couple of issues. It's coming out every week, and yep, I don't know issues. what to feel about this. This is a this isn't something that I think that I needed in my life, but I'm I'm yeah. cheeky fun. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's not something exciting as hell, but I, everyone gets I a did, second uh, chance. I did laugh at the Martinez thing. It was like, no, it's fine. Like, I, I yeah. was going back to the governor, so fair, fair enough. You killed yeah. me. Mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of surprised that Lori has uh, black hair. I always imagined her as like also brunette. Really? Yeah. Picture her in the black covers. Hair. She had black hair. Yeah. I Look don't at the covers, Josh. Yeah. The covers are colored. God damn it. Now. God damn you. Nerd. They were always no, colored. They've been colored. I don't know. I get the. Uh, I did trade. Phony! I did trade pack, trade paperback volumes until uh, like issue one hundred. Am I the get Am up. I the only one that thought Michonne was white? Stop <laughs> fucking with. <me. laughs> I, I thought was she was good, just one of those gross people that culturally appropriated the dreadlocks. Oh, Jesus Christ! You. I'm really not joking. Like for a split second, you really have me. That was good, actually. But I'm old shit. Yeah. Um. 
What did we think of the uh, story after this one? The uh, actually, pro- Josh, you probably didn't read this. One, oh, right? I read it's the Ultra, the, uh, Ultra Mega. I went through that. Oh, you did? Yeah, I don't okay. know if it adds you think? any. I, I'm probably lacking all sorts of context, but it seems fine. Just a guy recounting uh, seeing one of. Yeah, do the so three the... people combine into Ultra Mega? No, no. They all just okay. grow into like bigger people. Okay, bigger, badder, yeah. bomber. So this is set um, in the far future or after the current issue? This is set in between issue one and two. So okay. issue one is kind of a prologue, then issue two is like 15 years later. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this child here is the main character from issue two onwards. Oh, okay. It's a really weird book, man. It's like one of those out I still there... Need like, to, I, yeah, got... I still need to read issue four, but it's it's a lot of fun to read. Yeah. It's really interesting. Issue four got really interesting. It, issue yeah. four got... Um, out there. Uh, the best thing that way I, I can describe it is I've it got it here, much... ready to read. Just haven't yeah. got around to it yet. It's okay. Yeah, there's no pressure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, stop pressuring it, it me. Very much feels. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm gonna pressure you to do a Keanu Reeves accent. That's what I'm gonna pressure you to do. Have you guys done re- uh, watched any uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was gonna bring up. Was that it feels like an old '90s anime? Yeah. Defending the city from one bad guy at a time. Usually they yeah. evacuate the city or, you know, bring everybody underground or whatnot. These guys are just out there living their lives as the bat, you know, the big kaiju fight. Yeah, yeah, like, do you remember issue one, Tyler, where it started talking about, like, oh, like, it dealt with, like, the collateral damage in the city, like, as it was happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was yeah. like, oh, it, these people are, like, brutal. knocked out from the concussions, and then, like, alleyways being, like, filled with blood from the and then it coagulated. Yeah, yeah. it was fucking brutal, brutal, man. Like, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, it was brutal. It's a heavy ass book. It, it's it's yeah intense. We, we, we say it's a lot of fun to read, to but it's very heavy. Printed. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you you have to go all out to be you know published for something like that. I mean, it's a it's a subject, uh, a topic that's been covered many different ways. You have to really push the envelope. That's true. I hygiene. still think this does. I agree. It tells a pretty original story, though. I feel. Yeah, I I agree. So, it has a a familiar vibe while telling a different story, and that's the yeah. thing that makes it good. Well, I'm not saying like um, you have to push the vibe by push the envelope by being gory, but you have to no. go extreme in some particular direction. Sure. You have to bring. I yeah. think that there's this. And I don't know what the experience is called, where everybody's kind of going through some similar um, cultural feels right now. But I mean, while this is coming out, Radiant Black is also out, and that's also yeah. a very Sentai-oriented uh, and yeah. themed it's book that has a lot of love for that genre. Yeah, I mean, he and worked that's on not unlike what goes on yeah. with this. Uh, what Ryan Higgins worked on, you know, Power Rangers before he Kyle started Higgins. Kyle. Wow. Yeah, Ryan Higgins is the podcaster who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is very active on Twitter. Kyle Higgins. Yep, that's right. Sorry. I, I knew a guy named Brian Higgins, so I um, keep going. Did like, you read no, it's not Brian, it's Ryan. Blah, blah, blah. Kyle Higgins. Kyle Higgins worked on Power Rangers before, you know, Radiant Black. Whatever. It, it's on the list. It's on the list. The list that doesn't exist. Yep. So, uh, yeah. What's in the bag? No. Is he gonna make the uh, boy in the red hood? He's gonna make him kill the boy in the red hood. Is that what's going on? 
That's we definitely lost Tyler. what it implies. Yeah. He'll be back. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what it implies. I don't remember anything to do with this in the main series, though. Yeah. Thanks. Alright, um... God damn we it, had the it. Manifest Destiny short story, and that's basically nothing. I mean, it's it follows kind of a popular character from earlier in the series, and adds nothing. It's just a little fun, kind of cartoony... Ren and Stimpy sort of comic. Yeah. I tried reading it and just couldn't get into it. Don't worry don't about it. It's, yeah. it's it's just a fun one-off sort of thing. He's back. Uh, the final story is Clementine. Uh, first comic uh, appearance uh, after yeah. the Telltale Games. Uh, and I never finished the Telltale Games, so when she was missing a leg, that surprised me. Yeah. Yep, she seems uh, much older. Uh, is AJ supposed to be her, her actual son or just a kid she picked up along the way? I don't know. I haven't. I have not finished the games, so I don't know. Yeah, she looks very young still, so I wouldn't have thought. Oh, it was I thought. She, well, son. in some pictures, I thought she looked older, but. Well, this is one of those artistic issues where you can't really tell ages very well. And that's not necessarily yeah. to say that's terrible art or anything, but yeah. it definitely is um, very loose, very scratchy. Yeah. So, uh, Tilly so, Warden's been working on this, and she basically wrote her own graphic novel about the character. Sure. So, I'm excited the, to see something else in the Walking Dead world. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm gonna go play the video games, I think, tonight. We, like, finish it up, because I honestly... That's one of my favorite, like, click-and-choose-your-own-adventure kind of video game styles. It's so good. Yeah. Um... This is kind of what I was hoping for out of Skybound X, is previews of things to come. You know, a little bit of celebration of things that have come in the past ten years, but more like, here's what you can look forward to. Sure. Yeah. I didn't really know what to expect going into this, but I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know it's a collection of short stories, but I didn't really know what they would, like, how much they would tie into runs, how standalone they'd be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to have a look at what story's coming in the next issue. I mean, I'll say right now that uh, it's not the, anything that's necessarily made me excited. Not something that's made me go, man, I really want everybody to read this. It's it's a yeah. fun experience for people who are fans of Image Comics. Yeah. And I think that if you're a fan of Skybound imprints, then you're probably going to appreciate this. But this yeah. is a very niche audience. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect with the Manifest Destiny short. Uh, I didn't really have high hopes for that, but I do kind of have high hopes for the Birthright short story. Yeah, I I hope that ends up being really good too. Yeah, so issue two has um, obviously the Rick Grimes 2000 story carrying on. There's a Stillwater story that's introducing a new character. Um, A Murder Falcon story by Daniel Warren Johnson. And cool. also for first appearance of Everyday Hero Machine Boy, which, which I guess, is going to be another series that's starting. So they do. Uh, so there's going to be one new series issue, I think. That's what it seems like. Cool. Yeah, two tie-ins. You know, and the uh, Rick Grimes 2000. Yeah, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Yeah. Yeah, man, those people All are right. going places. Those pizza place people. 
how are we uh, judging this book collectively, like as a whole, rather than individual stories? Um, I think uh, it was worth it. Five dollars. Yeah, I did enjoy it. What forty or fifty pages? I think it's uh, forty pages. I think it's forty-four. Yeah, forty-four. I nice. I think they number. should have gone maybe a few pages longer, and maybe include you know, maybe done more of a magazine style, maybe like an interview with some creator. Agreed. Yeah. That would so be good. I don't know if you guys ever got uh, Image Plus back for in, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's hoping for just a little bit, you know, maybe an interview or two in there. More content, yeah, yeah. I think that having some of those stories really helped push uh, quite a bit. Like the story with Negan or the story of Snap Girl was, yeah. you know, big selling points. But I think yeah, that and... it's kind of like when they did DC Plus or the DC whatever it was magazine, and they just tried to throw it out there. It's not an easy thing to maintain. No, I will just say, I think it's fair for us to say we expect more, considering this was delayed by a year. <clears throat> yeah. And hyped up a lot. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it was delayed for yeah. a year, they it's not like they were rushed. They could have gone, okay, we can take our time with this, we can put some like some back matter in, like some interviews, some fan letters, anything. anything. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. Even, even okay. just some artwork. Like some sketches, just some little spice it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, shall we move on to the slightly more exciting book? Yes, you say that. So cool. Oh, <laughs> what? So we've okay, got Ordinary so... Gods number one by Kyle Higgins, not Ryan or Brian Higgins, Kyle Higgins, and mm. Felipe Watanabe. No yeah. clue if I pronounced that right. I'm gonna roll with it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you got it right. Uh. So, I mean, you seem to like it. I think this comic was all over the place. I agree really? somewhat, but I enjoyed the content. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah. I do think the pacing was a little weird, and it did jump around a lot, but I did really like the content. Yeah. See, that's interesting, because I actually felt like it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. I don't think it was... Not that it was straightforward, it was just jumping back and forth between the, you know, past story you know telling the story that leads into this and i think maybe they should have done that all as one and then got back and done this whole story it starts with like in the past then it goes to an even further back flashback then it goes to the present then it goes back to a flashback and it's just kind of yeah it's cutting back and forth and i would maybe prefer they did one and then the other i would have maybe preferred they left the uh like all the stuff about the gods until maybe a later issue. So we feel okay. a little more confused maybe, yeah. and we feel like you have this cold open where he gets like reincarnated or whatever happened. Or just a and then shorter, it then it cuts to the know. guy in therapy. Yeah. Maybe a shorter uh summary of the gods and then go more in depth in yeah. a later issue. Just so you're not like, what the fuck? You know, my sister is stabbing everybody and I in my family. That ending I was reading this and I was like, it's good, it's good, it's good. Then you got to the end, and that twist, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? So, that seems to be like the, common, really? the common thread, you know, between this is the, uh, you know, the guy that was sent to hunt them down is always kind of there watching over, uh, uh, what's her name? The Luminary. The Luminary. This is what yeah. I found confusing, because Dominic is the one who's searching for them. But the way I read it made it sound like he was the one who was sent to capture them, kill them, 
keep them okay imprisoned. so this is i think maybe where we separate a little bit here because to me this felt like it actually made a lot of sense to me i, I had the benefit of reading this strictly online and when i was reading it I had to blow up the double page spreads and like really just drink it all in. Yeah. And I was a little bit lost for like where to go at first, but it, it was easy to like find my place again. Uh, to me, it feels like the introduction uh, is meant to be a pace setting uh, kind of tone as like, you know that this isn't going to be what you expect it. Maybe you think that this is going to be this story, but in actuality, it's going to be something completely different. This is an introduction to at least two characters right there. And possibly something that they're going to talk about in the future. Maybe some of the other past lives that this character has experienced. Yeah. Um, I was very shocked at the dinner scene. Yeah. That definitely was a really well done scene in my, in my yeah. opinion. It really did escalate. This, it gave it an extra point for me. Like they died 10, at the same time. You think they would be reincarnated at the same time. So they should have been like the same age. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Okay. I... Didn't necessarily. Think How did of they that, get reincarnated thinking, together, though? That seems to me that uh, the luminary seems to be tracking the uh, reincarnations and is is like a warden to right. the gods in their reincar reincarnated forms. Because the implication here is that Earth is a prison. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the luminary is one of the people that is imprisoned. The luminary, yeah. The luminary is the first one the to rebel. The first god to rebel was the luminary. Sure, so but it they, came across they to were me creating like the prison. Her role has become more. No, no, because they were creating the prison there, for the other gods. Dominic is the older uh, guy that was trying to, you know, save the uh, save uh, Masato Takao, Tauka, and uh, so you've got this team of five that have basically been imprisoned there, and then the gods that were on the side of the one true god or whatever they call him. The one king, I think. Uh, the one king, that's it. Uh, one of the, you know, people that were loyal to the one king went to Earth and is basically hunting them. That's who his sister okay. was. His sister and the bodyguard from uh, the first, it, the very beginning. No, I got that. I It comes across to me more that the purpose of that god is to maintain the prison that is the body of that reincarnation, correct? Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Because she even says, like, it's okay, we can just start over. We'll just reincarnate again. Yeah. Like, she's keeping track. Yeah, she's playing I keep away. She, because as soon as they all get together, yeah. then, you know, they can escape or something. Exactly. So it's coming across... It, that translates to me as she's trying to make sure I, I i'm saying she but i don't really know their gender yeah that character is is keeping an eye on the reincarnated forms of that specific person and making sure that they stay in those yeah. bodies and that they playing keep away basically into the cycle yeah they're 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 doing a uh re making sure that they're staying in place and even if they die of old age that they're going to transfer into a reincarnated form and then still maintain the prison sentence. yeah and then they end it with they're going to destroy the world so we're going to escape I mean? this prison. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just going back to the... Um, what me and Josh said about the flashbacks not working or being a little strange. If this was a movie, I could picture the opening where the guy's getting hunted down and killed and like the god sort of leaves his body. Yeah, yeah that's and, a great opening. Yeah, and then it would cut to the therapy. 
Yes. If this was a movie. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you And then saying. I feel issue two should have the flashback to the god things when this um, Dominic guy... Was it Dominic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's telling him that he's actually a god kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that actually would make sense. I Just uh, make I wonder... the gods story, you know, this Scientology group, just have the advertisement for that. Uh, you know, oh, you know, there were gods. You know, gods are living among us, and you know, make it more of an yeah. advertisement along the lines. You know, the that could have following worked. them saying like, "Gods live among us." They get reincarnated. Maybe they you're could one of have them. even done a two-page spread of a pamphlet that was yeah. handed to them. Mm, that's actually a really good idea. See, this is this is how teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, editorial man. Let's write something I mean, together. I. I trust yes. Kyle Higgins. He's done a good job yeah. with Radiant Black. He's so done a really good job on other stuff. Uh, so, I think this started off stronger than Radiant Black. I really like yeah. Radiant Black, but this first issue, just especially the ending, it just surprised me a lot. I feel that Higgins uh, suffers from a pacing issue when it comes to issue ones, and I think that there might be a bit of a rushing issue, and I agree with you now that you pointed those things out. Um, I agree. It's still strong. It's still very enticing. Yeah. It's, I'm still curious about it. But I agree that this is definitely uh, suffering from yeah um, speed issues. It's not a big complaint because I'm still looking forward to issue Soul. two a lot. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, we shall uh, move on unless there's something else you wanted to say about it. No. Cool. Let's talk about Geiger number four by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. First off, the art is spectacular. Oh, God. Everything about this issue is everything that you could love about Gary Frank. Yeah. Do you think the art is better than previous issues? No, it's just Gary Frank's good. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say that there's panels that definitely stand out to me more in this than the other previous issues. Hmm. I would say that this issue has more... It's allowed me to see a little bit more of the cross-hatching... It's allowed me to see more of the really dramatic expression of the characters' faces. Yeah. And I definitely feel like the colors in this one stand out quite a bit. That's obviously not Gary Frank, but I definitely yeah. feel like that's something that should be called Brad out. Brad Anderson is great at colors. Um, so good. Like those Brad Anderson is one of those guys that's in like the top three of like colorists in the industry yeah. that everyone should be following. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like, this is the strongest issue so far. I yeah. think they kind of lost me a little bit at issue two, but they really hooked me back Issue in. three was now of, like, the... Good. I liked the content of last issue, but as I said at the time, it was weird doing the flashback thing in issue three mm. to something yeah. that happened between issue one and two. It's definitely an interesting uh, choice of narrative, because you would want it to be kind of linear, right? Yeah. 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 This is the same comp- comp- This is the same complaint that we had about uh, Ordinary Gods, the bouncing around and... Yeah. It's just weird to have the middle issue be a flashback to the previous issue. And you really yeah, I, I, were I thrown agree. for a loop at first. Like, you didn't realize it was a flashback until a couple pages yeah. in. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Oh. it. This kind of reminded me of Fury Road yes, a little bit. That's what I was going to yes, say. Yes, I see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. Cool. Parts uh, of it reminds me of what's eating Gilbert Grape. <laughs> yeah, actually, absolutely. I uh, that was the first yeah. thought I had when I saw that. So now I'm just imagining the Prince King guy is just 
an autistic Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Okay, so are we just thinking that Jeff Johns is just up, like making an amalgam of all of his favorite movies into this book? Wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, he was watching Fury Road, and then he watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and he was like... Wait a minute. I can put these together. <laughs> what, what part is the uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Is that locking your mother the, in the basement? Just the just the morbidly obese mother. Yeah. Morbidly obese mother. Yeah. What's in Gilbert Grape somewhere. is Leonardo DiCaprio's best acting performance. <laughs> oh my god, man. What? Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Have you yum, seen yum. that movie? Yum. Yes, I have. His acting in that is amazing, considering he was it like... Really I, good, but I, I always he was a thought, teenager at the time as well. I always sure. thought the kid from uh, Billy Madison was Leonardo DiCaprio. The kid from Billy Madison? The kid that like kind of became Billy's friend. <laughs> For a long... Adam Sandler. Yeah, the Adam Sandler was Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's great. Um, I'm I'm really loving this uh, so far. I don't really have anything else to say other than yeah, I think uh, this I love the name of the Wolf Barney. Yeah, yeah, and it was like he looked like uh, a Barney. Like, yeah. Really, and it's like <laughs> he was cuter when he was smaller. Yeah, how how do you uh, maintain the heat on your body where your feet don't melt the hood of the car that you're riding on top of, but as soon as you're stabbed in the head, you can melt the so- the the knife that's Going in. Josh, Josh, what? It's a comic book. It is a comic book about a glowing man. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, yes. We've got two more issues left of this comic. Of this arc, at least for this arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like this is going to be something that's going to have like arcs. Take a break, come back, maybe do yeah. some stuff. If we get six consistent issues of Gary Frank a year, released monthly. Yeah. I'm happy. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather they do that than do something that's going to be bi-monthly or just get heavily or, delayed. Or quarterly, even. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just take your time, well, then release six issues, and then take a break. Yeah. All right. Well, that leads us into Dragon Ball Z right now. <laughs> Firepower 13 by Robert Kirkman and Chris Samney. I love this issue. Great issue. Fantastic I thought there was going to be a time jump. I thought there was going to be a time jump. Oh, because they of the cover? so much older... Yeah. Well, the daughter and does they in weren't. specific. Well, the son too. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. He just looks heftier there more than anything to me. Yeah. I honestly this was going to reminds drop me of what I love. And then this happened. This reminds me of what I loved about the first arc. Mm. Where it was more of a slice of life at home thing. The yeah. second arc, where it went like full ninja, did kind of lose me. It was in places. It was kind of intense, but I will say that the ending of issue twelve was really good. Yeah. So it, it it really was. Yeah. It lost me for a little bit, but the payoff was totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's getting back to normal as normal as they can. Sure. How long? Uh, how far into the future is this? Like a week? Is the is it really a week? That's it. Oh. Well, the daughter's Probably. having nightmares. They're only just going back to school because she's only just seen her friend again. Right. He doesn't want to talk to her. Right. So maybe it's been a week. Maybe a month. Who knows? Okay. But yeah. It's they're just getting back. The, the wife's first day back on the job. Yeah. As well. Mm. So yeah, it's very, very soon after. Okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about the uh, daughter having the ability to manifest the fire. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm calling it Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, 
the chosen one has kids and the kids surpass the chosen one. Sure. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Robert Kirkman does a really good job of making believable human characters in a fantasy world. Uh, so it yeah. it makes it really easy to read this and have a lot of fun reading it. And Chris Tamby's art is continuously good. Um, this yeah. his art in this issue, I feel, is the best it's been I in a few. Absolutely issues. agree. Um, he really suits yeah. this like he... suburban home style. Sure. Yeah. So I mentioned the uh, the kids looking at a specific age on the cover. And he draws the adults very consistently, but the kids are somewhat inconsistent from panel to panel. Like, he's, you know, they're leaving school, and the daughter looks like she's, like, six 12 or, seven. or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, on the cover, she looks like she's a teenager, like a late teenager. Well, even, like, f yeah. uh, several pages later, she looks a lot older. Yeah. Yeah. That they're is doing so the practice and somewhat skitty, and then she almost looks like, you know, she looks like a teenager when she's summoning the fire yeah i didn't know what to think about this whole snake thing with the ninja snake from the previous issues uh the serpent's omen yes i really liked what they did with this like having it kind of peer throughout the issue yeah, yeah. I, uh, I loved that so this is you know the serpent's omen is not the big bad it's gotta be like the herald sure. of the big bad and i thought do we think we're gonna see a snake on a silver surfboard Yes. <laughs> Riot if they don't. Uh, I thought Chow Feng. I thought this was the last we'd see of Chow Feng for a while until everyone realized that the dragon was real. And then to go, the dragon is real. Let me rise up. I kind of didn't really know what to think was going to happen. I, I, I had no expectations for Fang, but I definitely didn't expect this. Um, is the snake biting into him at the end of the issue? I yeah, think, I think so. so. That's the only thing. That's what I got. I mean, other I think the art could have been a bit clearer. I think you put, could put like a few blood drops dripping down the neck or something. something. Yeah. 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 I think you can kind of see the mouth drawn behind his shoulder, yeah. maybe. But like, if you put your mouth on something, like it will go. Up. Yeah. Have a. Yeah, but like a snake, you know, can really open up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, it's not a real big complaint. It's just a small nitpick, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we're we're running out of time, so why don't we power through to the uh, next one? Okay. Noctera, I did not read, so I'm going to run away while you two talk about that. Sure. Uh, Noctera Five by Scott Snyder and Tony Daniels. Um, I opened this book, and my first thought was, "Wait, did I miss something?" And yeah, holy shit! What, like you, yeah. you felt the same way. Yeah, I felt like we jumped through something. I have it was a really uh, not the first page, jump. but yeah, I remember the last. I feel like there was something where we skipped a page or two. Um, I went back and looked yeah. at issue four, and I realized that they did introduce this character, which is dude brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cornelius or Tiberius or whatever. And that was a uh, an interesting transition. But as I continued to read the rest of the book, I, I enjoyed it more. I felt like the opening was yeah. a little weird, but good book overall um yeah uh so when they do miles you know uh page seven or eight i think that's the miles they've traveled not the miles to go for because for a while i thought it was the miles they had to go yeah i thought so too within the first couple of issues but i kind of figured that it was how for how far they've gone along their journey now uh because that would make yeah. more sense now um what did you think about the human shades 
That... It's weird. I wish they had shown the faces a bit more, because it just looks like these weird cloaks that, over people. I believe that was intentional. To me, it comes across as very Silent Hill, like they no longer have human features outside of hands. Like, th this is yeah, their... Well, I mean, you see one panel with the face. What panel is that? Off to the right, when you see the sh human shades. I missed that entirely. Give me a second here. I'm going to look for it again. Yeah. You're talking about when they're looking through the glass? Yeah. Off to the right, uh, there's four panels, and you can see one of them trying to talk. Okay, so I'm looking at it right now. Oh, uh, okay, so I see what you're saying. That. So it comes across to me like they are cloaks, though. Like the skin itself, like the shade is like a cloak, and their face is like coming yes. through. Almost like they're wearing the shade itself. And I, I, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen a human shade up to this point. It's very much. Uh, I would have guessed some of the things would have been. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that would have been a human shade. But it's like, no, nothing you've seen so far was a human shade. Well, so he says that these are the apex. So I'm wondering if these are just some of the more evolved versions of them. Because when Emery starts transitioning, he looks very monstrous. Whereas these guys look very yeah. cloaked. Yeah. It's it's just an interesting choice. The reveal at the end is interesting. I, I will say that. Um, yeah. This, yeah. This book has not given me any reason to drop it so far. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, that is quite the, tr tw quite the twist. <laughs> I was not really expecting that. I wasn't really either. I mean, I was kind of waiting. I'm going to take my headphones back out because I don't want to hear the twist. That's fair. Yeah. Because I need to catch up. Um... I, I didn't really expect... I mean, I, I was I was kind of thinking in the background, like, oh, okay, I was wondering where Jude is, but... I yeah. Yeah, I was expecting, you know, there's the red lights going off on the second-to-last page, like, oh, okay, he's breaking in right now. I didn't imagine they'd be, you know, working together. Yeah, I don't know... It's not, uh, a, it's not a good deal. This guy's gonna... Tiberius is gonna die next issue, probably. Probably. I mean... This yeah. this looks like it's one of those like good brother Brad bad brother situations I think. Yeah. So what issue? This is issue five. So issue six has to be like the end of the arc, right? Yeah, it has to. So we're gonna find out some interesting twists and turns when uh, when we see it next month. Yeah. Shall we uh, bring Sean back? If he if we can catch his attention, let's see if we, we can bring him back. We need Don't wait, you, crazy. Sean. We need you. Hello. Hello. All right, uh, Sean. Do you want to talk about Carmen? Should we tell him that quick? Emery dies? Yes. Yes. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's quit the face. All right. Let's go on. All right. That's yeah. my sex face. Oh God. Oh, Carmen number five. Mambo number five, y'all. By Gillum March. He's doing everything. Oh, that's Joke very nice. wasn't this week, so it's not March March again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was no Joker this week. That's no, the first time. next week. He went four issues. He went, like, four for four. Now he's four for five. Bastard. Do we get Joker next week? Maybe it's taking a yeah, break. Yeah, Joker's next week. Couldn't keep it up. He can. Lame. Uh, so, uh, I, I have a couple questions. Uh, did you ever watch the uh, show Person of Interest? 
No. No. They had like a supercomputer that could, you know, kind of follow Is patterns. this the one with Ben from Lost? Yes. I didn't see it. I know okay. of it though. There there's a supercomputer that can basically predict who's going to die and who's going to get killed and whatnot. And it just follows these chains of events, probability, uh, matrices, all this stuff, similar to what's going on here. So it seems like they're using that sort of technology to predict when somebody's going to die. You know, the the probability gets smaller and smaller. Like, oh, you could have died here, maybe here. There's this chance that, you know, maybe you'll still survive. You know, I don't know why the Grim Reaper would take you before you're supposed to die versus after you've died. I don't know. Yeah, those this issue was just very exposition heavy. I I yes. really liked the content. This was a really good issue. Yes. So, but I just wish issue two hadn't just been her flying around doing nothing all issue. Yeah, that does I seem like a waste. It, going from yeah. like no exposition to heavy exposition. Yeah, because this is just pure exposition. Every single page is just packed with dialogue. Yeah. And, so yeah. the conversation between these two Grim Reapers reminds me of that panel from Tom King's Rorschach where it's the citizen versus the unthinker. Yeah, I kind of see that. They're just arguing back and forth about an idea. You know, we're not yeah. able to see so much. But we can and see the reactions. It does remind me of something. I don't know what it reminds me of, but something where it's like, you can't do this and I may end up doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... The name of the comic is Carmen, so it is not really yes. about this girl that's decided no. to off herself. It's about the Grim Reaper guiding people, but she changing didn't really, the system. She didn't really do much, though. It The story was about the girl. Yeah. But yeah, she basically gets reincarnated into better life, and it's very exciting. However, yeah, then... You the get universe reincarnated inter- back into your body. Yeah, the universe intervenes and everything happens that needs to for her to be brought back to life. Yeah. Well, the the she- reveal that, you know, while you're in this limbo, those actions that you take, the things that you feel, do weigh in on your final judgment. So even though yeah. you have been given your final judgment, you do have a little bit of sway on that. Uh... A weird thing that happens, and it, maybe it's supposed to represent like, oh, maybe it was all a dream to her or something, is all through Carmen sitting by the bathtub talking to her, to, um, shit, what is her name, Chloe? I forget what her name is, but all the while she's sitting next to the bathtub, and there's that uh, hair dryer on the counter right next to the bathtub it's shown several times and then as soon as uh she's changed her you know uh final rating uh right there uh you see her body basically being inserted back into her there's this electric shock going on splashing around in the bathtub and then you have to go a couple pages farther but when they uh kata that's what her name was when they rescue her from the uh, bathtub, you can see the uh, hair dryer in the bathtub. Yes. So it's like you know that was the intervention right there was like the bath the the uh, hair dryer shocking her back to life. 
that is a I didn't notice that I noticed the like the panel does focus on it but I never really noticed that it wasn't there before mm-hmm. that's interesting though how did it fall in yeah it doesn't show that no I think that's just deus ex machina I don't know but then you see her remembering all this stuff you know making amends helping other people out that's all really nice. Yeah, like when she gets the ring back and she remembers the car that hit him. Yeah. Living a better life. And then that's it. We get one more shot of uh, Carmen in front of this dodecahedron. Yeah. So I'm wondering if the series is going to continue. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, I, I really liked it. I'm just I, trying to I work would... out what happened to the hairdryer, and there's a panel where, like, all the blood splashes out of the... Yeah. That's, so I'm wondering I, I if there's, that's... like, an... It's her going back into it, but that's before she gets struck by the lightning in her astral form. So yeah. it makes me think, is there, like, an earthquake or something that caused it to... I don't know about that. I, d- I really don't know. That's a question for Gillam March. Is okay. Oh, we don't need to linger on this. No, it was good. Yeah, cool, 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 right. cool. That brings uh, us to another one. number three by Pornsek Getschut and Alexander Tefenki. Yes. Did you not read this one, Sean? I did not. I gotta tell you, man, this is uh, this is the best issue of this one so far, and this is. I need to catch up. It's it's a change of pace. A lot by a lot. There's so many artistic choices of the panels here that feels like an old noir, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the shadows sequence that that scene still sticks out in my mind to me. The shadow sequence. Yeah, where they're two. Oh. Si- yeah, you know. The two. Yeah, it's so good. They merge. This yeah. is uh, this is kind of a heavy issue because it really deals with a lot of. Um, just, just showing that the main character isn't like this, like purely good character. Like he's, he's got a lot of flaws. Yeah. He, he calls himself a rat. He acknowledges that being a, a, a cop means that you're he's kind of a piece to do of some shit. Bad things. Absolutely. And he even like calls himself out on it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's an interesting book. I, I'm really happy I picked this up. So I, do you think that uh, fan? And uh, Hark are going to uh, work together. <sighs> or uh, you think they're going to team up for a while? So, or do you think she's out of the story? To me, if this is going to follow along some of the similar lines of classic noir s- stories, I think that there's going to be a lot of attraction and a lot of resentment, and I think. Mm-hmm this is going to be carried throughout the book. I would be I would not be surprised if there's a sequence where they kind of come together in a matter of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more interested in the um, uh, the uh, father who's uh, protective of uh, the daughter singing more than anything. I, I just wonder where that like is coming from and why that's so highlighted because if- it's highlighted based on the first couple of pages, I think it's insinuating that he faked his papers. And then you have kids, and they become real Americans. Mm-hmm. So his daughter is a real American because she was born here, 
but he's got fake papers, and he doesn't want to be found out. Sure, but they even say that with the fake papers and everything, that so long as they were born in America, they're considered Americans. So, I mean, yeah. is he just worried about but himself? But it seems like they're not just... It seems like they're not just trying to uh, hide, you know, in plain sight from, say, the U.S. government, but from other Chinese people. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay. Especially because of the lingering Huilong uh, boogeyman Wai figure. Long. Yeah, Way Long. Is it Way Long? Way Long. Thank you. Yeah, I've, that's how they pronounce it in the, the TV show Warrior. Okay. Yeah, it was a whole guild plan how would you if you were to try to describe this to somebody um who maybe isn't a fan of comics like what would you be like a what would be a selling point to you for them on this comic yeah like if you tried to pitch it to somebody because to me what i would say is if chinatown didn't have a white main character yeah well i mean if you want like you know asian dick tracy you know but with more uh um, so social qualms. I don't think qualms is the right word, but well, uh, he's got more issues that he needs to address. Things that he has to weigh, not just oh, this broad came into my uh, agency and she wanted me to investigate her missing sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the he's uh, got to navigate a lot more. Uh, yeah. In the back matter of issue one, they talk about Charlie Chan. And yes, how, they reference that here too. Yeah, uh, that was something that I immediately recognized uh, because in the in the back matter, uh, Pornsack Pichisha says that uh, he didn't realize growing up that that was like a bad characterization, and he like yeah. later had to come to the realize that realization. But growing up, that he was a really big fan of the stories, and now that's mm -hmm. kind of what you're seeing here in this uh, time frame of where Chinese people are in America, seeing that character interesting yeah. comparison i have never seen a charlie chan story uh or movie or whatever so i don't i don't have a frame yeah. of reference for it but uh i'm just gonna take it at face value and say that it must be an old tiny kind of dime novel story of uh, uh noir yeah. sales um a part of me kind of hopes this gets made into a show it would be interesting i think it would definitely complement like i said warrior this is at the opposite end of the uh Chinese Exclusion Act. Mm -hmm. Warrior leads up to the Chinese Exclusion Act, and this takes place towards the tail end of that. Okay. I don't want to linger too much longer on it, but I, I just, I actually really am enjoying this quite a bit. So, yeah, I, I strongly recommend catching up as soon as you can, John. John. <clears throat> All um, right, uh, Sean. That takes us to uh, Thor and Loki: Double Trouble, number four. By Mariko Tamaki and Guri Hiru. Took a little bit of extra and time to get here. I'm honestly yeah, surprised you I guys was reading this. I was reading it digitally originally, but yeah, I bought the first four issues this week because I was reading it digitally before, but picked yeah. it up physically. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's, it's you know, yeah. Mariko Mariko Tamaki, so that's cool. Um, and it, Guri it, Hiru it's for kids. is it great. is. It is for kids. What do you mean, Josh? It's rated T for teen. Okay. That's why we have people uh, writing in in uh, double-spaced uh, yeah. letters. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell they they hold their pen like 
as they write. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that, that's, that's my handwriting right there. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to offend. Yeah. So it's, it's just a fun little adventure with Thor and Loki. They go off, they meet their uh, doppelgangers, but, you know, uh, gender swapped. Yeah. They're in some different universe. They're, they're variants. Yes, yes. It's very uh, timely for uh, the Loki TV show going on right now. Yes. And they know how to uh, they know how to play each other. They don't. They get along much I, quicker than uh, you know our heroes from uh, Loki. Yeah, it did crack me up the scene where the Lokis are fighting, and you can tell both Thors are just used to it, and they're like, "Yeah, let's just wait it out." Snack. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. It's a funny issue. Yep. Good, light-hearted fun is how I would mm-hmm. describe it. Yes. It's a nice uh, palate cleanser. Yeah. After some very heavy, very dense books, it's nice to just have something fun to read. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to go anywhere else, but it might be interesting to see some other uh... superhero books done in this format. If they did other superheroes done in that format, uh, I might pick that up. You know, like they've been doing with the Black, White, and Blood. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'd be down for, like, another Thor and Loki adventure. No, that's what I mean. Do some other characters, like Captain America, like, set in the 40s with him, like... Oh, Captain America and the Falcon, but, like, not super... Yeah, or, like... Uh... Yeah. You remember in the first Captain America movie where he's doing, like, all the sort of propaganda, like... Yeah. Shows where it's really like campy and he's on stage like just yeah. sort of like that where it's sort of a bit campy and fun. Just I don't know. You know, an Adam West style camp. Yeah, basically. I don't know, it could be fun. Yeah. Just have to see. All okay, right. and that takes us on to Batman one hundred and ten by James Tyne the fourth and Jorge Jimenez. Alright, I'm gonna step out for this. Okay. Okay. Th- what a fantastic book like this is this is really good i love that james tinian is like at the peak of his career right now yeah it was either last issue or the issue before that i didn't really like but this issue was really really good it ends on a strong note the middle is strong the sequences with harley quinn are really strong the opening act like that opening page where you've got the massive scarecrow in the sky the fifth stage is nearly upon us so cool yeah honestly like the whole trippy artwork the way it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like the 3D glasses effect. Yes. Like the red and green ones. It's got um, color distortion effects going on. And yeah. I'm not sure who's in charge of that, but I appreciate them for being able to uh, complete that mastery. Um, it has to be Jorge Jimenez at that point, right? Unless it's the colorist. I don't know. Unless he gives instructions to the colorist. Let's look up who the colorist in this. It's Tomeo Mori. I don't... Who commonly works with Tony S. Daniels. Tony S. Daniels, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how they work. I'll have to look into them a little bit more, but... Um, yeah, they are a fairly well-known colorist, and you've probably seen their work before without noticing. Probably. Because it's definitely a name I remember. It, they definitely did Nocterra. Okay. I think. Okay. Let me check. Oh, yeah, you know what? I, I do see Mori on the cover all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm really wondering what this is going to lead into as far as uh, Scarecrow, because every opening sequence so far has been an introduction of Batman being tied up and then interacting with the Scarecrow and the voices yeah. in his heads. So, 
at the end of this arc, clearly he gets captured or something. Mm-hmm. But it's been yeah. six issues so far, right? I mean, they, they've been... This is part five. Okay, so probably at the end of next issue, they're going to have him get captured or something. Uh, potentially, because it is a 12-issue 12 arc, 12 arc. Okay. What did you think of how but, the uh, ending of this issue was? Specifically with what... What was the ending? Uh, Miracle Molly gets uh, caught by... Oh, yeah, that was... She's like, please, as kids, like, I surrender peacefully, just... We won't resist. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Peacekeeper 1's like, oh... Being met with resistance, form, yeah. Um, yeah, being met with armed resistance, authorization to use hostile... For, uh, to use lethal force. To me, this is dark. a really interesting time to tell this story because it's not like this is a unique concept of like the corrupt like power or anything. But yeah. the timeliness of this is kind of interesting. Especially in yeah, America. Definitely. So having this uh especially this idea of like this superpower of like a, a militarized uh authority interacting with and overpowering the system is a very interesting thing to see. I know you're not reading the next Batman right now, but that being paralleled with this is very... It's an interesting experience because in the next Batman, which I read this week for the final issue of this uh, storyline, the interactions with the mayor and Nakano kind of accentuate what goes on in in Batman 110 here, in that it, it comes across as very... Like, the mayor has his own concept and, like, idea of what he wants to do, but he very much is being influenced, and he he very much plays the game of politics. And I can't say that I read a whole lot of Batman books outside of, like, the Frank Miller stuff where the backdrop of what's going on with politics and what's going on with the news is playing on. Uh, and I really think that enhances... I, I feel like it's necessary to characterize Gotham like that. It's necessary to characterize the daily happenings of Gotham in a Batman book. Yeah. It's, it's, it's... Otherwise, it just feels like another generic superhero book, but this yeah. this feels That's more fine. than that. Yeah. I think one criticism I have about this issue is the Bat-God thing where he sets off the bombs to spell out Morse code for which window he's jumping out at which second. That's pretty cheesy. Yeah, that was the only part of this issue I can criticize. The rest of it is very, very good. When I have a criticism of something like that, I I try to remember that sometimes they do this stuff because it's comic booky gimmicky goodness. And yeah, I want to be critical of it too, but I'm also reminded... It's just this was a little over the top. It's something Scott Snyder would do. I was just going to say that feels like a Scott Snyder uh, New 52 story. Um, Tynan's Detective Comics run was a lot more grounded than this. And yeah, yeah. The back matter. Oh, also another thing awful. I don't like but, is the little bats over the curse I word. still don't like that. It's a weird choice no. to do. It gave me a chuckle the first time I saw it, and then it's just annoyed me every time since. Yeah, I, I'm over it. I think that it's it's moderately entertaining at first. Um, the back matter is still really good as well. I know you're not reading it, but I actually really enjoying it. I read all of them up until this issue. I just didn't get around to reading this back up this time. I think that Tynion is dumping a lot into these characters, and I am not complaining at all. He's building the world up a lot. A lot. Which I appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. Most writers come in, they play with the toys that exist, and then they put the toys back in the box and leave. Yeah. Tynion's creating a whole new box. Absolutely. 
Ghostmaker to me reminds me of Neil Adams era Batman. I see that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Miracle Molly kind of feels like what the future of Batman could be, and considering like where it's going, I think that having that sort of uh, character play of the citizens is going to yeah. be interesting to see. I really don't expect Miracle Molly uh, to be around very much longer. To be honest with you, I feel what like she's a character was, that's uh, meant to die. What was Catwoman's sidekick named? Like the usual. Uh... Um, which one? Connection to, like, the slums or something. Holly... Uh, Holly something. That was, that's a long time ago. I don't remember. Hold on. I believe in you. You can do this. Google is your friend. Dark Knight Rises. Holly Robinson. Mm. Yeah. That's kind of who uh, Miracle Molly reminds me of. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I can see that, actually. Like, instead of being Catwoman's connection to kind of, you know, the underground, she's become, you know, Bruce Wayne's kind of connection. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I remember when Tom King made her a mass murderer <laughs> and then did nothing with that plot point. Yeah. It was like, she she's working with Bane, she breaks up the wedding and then doesn't show up for the rest of the run. Huh. <sighs> Goddamn, Tom. He played with the toy and then he didn't put it back. <laughs> no. You remember when he, he built up that uh, Bruce Wayne kid who like made, changed his identity? Yeah. That and then did it like that two. Was a, that was just a one shot. No, he did it two separate issues. He did one, and then like twenty issues later, he brought him back, and then he didn't do but it. But one was one was nightmares. It wasn't canon. No, it was nightmares. Uh, I'll believe you for $50. now. Fifty dollars. I bet you fifty dollars. It was nightmares. I'm not gonna bet fifty dollars on that. No. I bet fifty cents. It was <laughs> nightmares. I'll take, I'll bet you a dollar. Okay, I'll look into it. Okay, okay, I'll bet you a dollar. I want our uh, our listeners need to bet us a dollar. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to Wonder Girl 2? Sure. Yes. Joel Jones. Josh, this issue has some Brazilian mythology in it. Are For you like satisfied? three or four pages. Are you satisfied? Are you not entertained? Not enough. One, two, three, four, five. Gone. Not, yeah, Josh, it's better than nothing. No, this be is happy, goddammit. This is actually good because that just means that he's going to buy five more covers of this and then continue reading it for uh, 10 I years. Need, I need more. <laughs> I need more. This is not satisfying. No, it's a good story. It's it. a good story to find out that she's coming into contact with her namesake. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was sure. cool. You find out where she's named. It's a good bit of like... What's that I'm not, and, and not only that, she it, gets a it gift. Educates. She gets her lasso. Yeah. That she doesn't use in the rest of the comic. It's not a lasso, it's... What are they called? Bolas? Ebola. Yeah. Ebola. 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 (laughs) Sorry. She uses the lasso, Bolo, to get out of the water and doesn't use it in her subsequent fights. Okay. How long do we think... She's gaining power. Yeah. How long do we think Joelle Jones is actually going to do the art on this? Well, she already had a fill-in on this issue. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, and issue, was issue five, issue five is solicited to just be Adriana Mello. No, is there's the only fill-in one the, fill-in. Uh, just two pages. Uh, it's all the Hippolyta and uh, Wonder Girl. Oh, are you Other saying it was Girl? one fill-in artist? Yeah. Actually, okay, yeah, yeah. It was more than one page, though. Yeah, yeah, that's where we were having a communication issue. 
Yeah, Joel Jones only did the pages with Yara. Everything else was mellow. Yeah. What's up with not having like a title page with all the credits at the front? It's out the back. I know, but that happened in another issue this week as well. That's not Uh, that abnormal for comics. He's just dissatisfied. Uh, he's just not. He's not. He can't. I'm get not going to no be satisfied. Yeah. Satisfaction. But he's got the moves like Jagger. I do. I do have moves like Jagger. You move like anyway. a crackhead? Like an artist. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird to have Wonder Girl comic and then have, you know, the old Wonder Girl appear. Yeah. Well, I mean. Now there are two of them. That's, I mean, there's, like, how many Spider-Mans now? How many how many Batman characters? How many Robins? I mean, it's just a thing yeah. that they do, right? How many Earth Green Lanterns are there? Five, six, fuck, I don't even know anymore. Six. Seven, technically, if you include uh, Teen Lantern. I don't know. I see uh, the drawings of Hippolyta, and I just keep thinking of uh, one of the heroes from Commanders in Crisis. Like they just I can see copied that. that outfit. Yeah. I mean, this this outfit's been around for a minute, I think. I think this is one of the... Yeah, other. no, I, I'm sure that this costume came first. Sure. I think I'm going to hop off this book for now, and I'm just not really... I'm not... I, I really don't have any complaints about this issue. It's more that I just was like, meh. You know? It's like... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's... It's doing more for the Wonder Woman world than the Wonder Woman book is. Yeah. Mm. We had all the sporting cast. We had Hippolyta. We had Nubia. We had Donna Troy. We had Artemis. Hmm. It built the world up. It has a plot going on. Whereas the current Wonder Woman book, I don't really know what's happening in it. Yeah, it's all over the place, and it's only focusing on Wonder Woman. Whereas Wonder Girl feels like the flagship Wonder Woman book at the minute. It does yeah. feel like there's a lot more attention also, being put into it. Also, uh, Tyler, Batman number sixty-one, Nightmares Part One. What happened to the boy who wanted to be Bruce Wayne? Mm. Well, I'll send you that dollar, then. You've got my PayPal. Yes, I do. I'll send it right now, right here, live on air. PayPal gets all of that money. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Here we go. Okay, Dollar, dollar, make you holler. Okay, this this thing behind Eros at the end of the comic... Yes. I'm I'm getting, like, Cthulhu vibes. It's something. I don't quite know what it is. Also, what a rookie mistake from Eros. Also. Catching himself with the arrow. How does he do it? How does he catch himself with the arrow? Enjoy his, your his 69. Right hand is all early. the way back here. How did how did he go from his right hand being back here to Oh, oops, oops. I you know. Oh, yes, yeah, wrong hand, hand isn't it? That is I a rookie mistake, Joel. Shame. Rookie mistake. Shame, shame, shame. Oops, I put I went to I went to reach back for another arrow and I accidentally had the head on the top instead of in the would you Wait, like me to Photoshop it for you? Would Joshua? you like me to give you a reach around? Is that on the table? <laughs> it's not off the table. If you pay for my plane ticket. <laughs> well, I just sent you 69 uh, British pounds sterling. Thank you. You're welcome. And right. do we have anything else to say and about we're bringing this? In, we're bringing in more Greek heroes. We're back to Eros. Instead of some... You know, God of Love from South America. Their God of Love rips out hearts. I know, right? Like, why would my heart into pieces? This is my my last resort. Into pieces. All right. 
Now we're going to move on to the last book uh, of this week before shoutouts, and it is The Nice House on the Lake, number two, by James Tiny in the fourth, with art by Alvaro Martinez. And I will just let you know... It's not that nice. I will let you know this right now. This was my choice for this week. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is the best book James Tynan has ever written. I absolutely so agree. Far. So far. And so far, yes. Uh, I, I'm loving Something's Killing the Children. I'm loving Joker. I'm loving um, Wind, Wellesley writing. Everything else, Jesus. Department of Truth is decent. Batman's decent. Yeah. I think this is the best um, thing he's ever written. It's a ballsy move just to, instead of writing a comic and drawing it out, just including a transcript of, you imagine how this scene went. Well, yeah. That was very interesting. On a dot matrix printer at that. I know, right? And not not just one, three pages, and then the, a little, the like, shots of the another camera page. and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't the first time he's done that, though. I remember there was that issue with uh, Bigfoot for Department of Truth, and that was... Uh... Yeah, that was a journal. Yeah. But that but was exhibition like Rose. This, this is just he's given us the script. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, uh... don't bother drawing this. Here's a script. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, assholes. It... Uh Do you like Jonathan yeah. Hickman's this... like graphs and everything? I love his infographics. That that is a Jonathan Hickman thing. Yes. So the reason why I That's asked That's what that, makes him him. Yeah. One of the reason I asked that is because this shows that the way that you translate something as a tone can still come across based on how you deliver it instead of just doing the traditional. And I actually really appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Do I want it every time? So, no, definitely not. So not only is he keeping these people in this kind of bubble as like pets, but he's also documenting them. It's interesting to me that this is coming out uh, at the end of the pandemic because I feel like he must have been inspired at some point of like watching the world burn while you're in like yeah. a nice location. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this guy that we're following uh, for this issue, the uh, musician, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, you know, we see him. He's you know, college friends with this guy. And in the uh, you know future pages, the first you know four pages of the issue. I think that's just setting the tone for how this is going to go. The first four pages are how they met the guy and where they're at now in the far future, but you can see his entire body is just covered in, like, scar tissue. Mm -hmm. Like, he's just... Yeah, been, he... He got burned It looks like burns. Yeah, it looks like burns. It re He reminds me of... Is it Dwight from Walking Dead? The one for burns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just his design as well, of the hair, the beard. That's just the first thing that came to my mind when sure. I saw it. Mm. And I'm loving these weird opening pages like he sat in front of a piano just like talking narrating yeah, yeah. But the whereas like in really the first cool issue too. she was like yeah it looks like it's on fire mm -hmm. yeah they're all turning into kind of like a battle royale or something like they're all hardened from war Cronenberg universe body yeah, yeah. Cronenberg body well, Walter's Walter's definitely Cronenberg oh yeah yeah Jesus Christ. That mirror. That body horror. The reflection's great. Yeah. Great choice. Great choice to add that. The weapons were an interesting choice. This definitely guided me in a direction of like action heavy, so I was interested to see that. Yeah. It, they're moving fast on that. Yeah. yeah. But it's like 10 issues, right? So I guess I'm not that... I shouldn't be I, that I surprised. I think it's going to be... 
Yeah, ten issues. Yeah. Because there's ten people. It's, um... Yeah, it's definitely interesting them being like, okay, so we didn't let our spouses come here, so we didn't choose those people. Yeah. But it'd be also kind of weird, like, oh, jeez, Walter, I thought you were friends with so-and-so. Mm. You know, why didn't you invite them? I kind of hope that there's a Walter issue. Yeah. Like, well, if, if there's 11 issues, they can, yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, maybe a one-shot or something, or, like, a one-shot special in between, like, you know, six and yeah, five or it, six. It's only a ten. Yeah. Yeah. So he's grown up with them. You know, his appearance has moved from, you know, I would say probably kid to adult. He didn't, he hasn't looked like an adult, you know, no. in high school or something. Mm -hmm. It's just... Um... Yeah, I sent a message to a chat earlier of a list of books, and it was oh. just the notable ones I saw on his bookshelf. Oh, I didn't even see that, but yeah, I did look through that. I, I was looking through the bookshelf. Yeah, he's got all of Sandman on there, um, yeah. From Hell by Alan Moore, we've got yeah. Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, Superman, um, Superman... Bullets. Is it 100 Bullets? I did think, but... I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of guessing there. So I was looking at that, and I was looking at the uh, two-page spread of their apartment here, with all the. Uh, I spotted. Um, there's a Batman comic in there. Yeah, a lot of Batman art. Well, that uh, kind of makes sense right place. now. <laughs> uh, I saw some other things. Fi they've got Final Crisis on the shelf on the right hand nice. side. Yeah. Um, is that the Dark Knight poster behind him? Yeah. Why so serious? Yeah. A lot of subtle nods. That's a neat touch. Alright. Yeah, but this book is so interesting. The characters are so well done. And that ending where he's looking at Walter as he says, I love you too, always. Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. That was intense. It's... They all have a deep connection with him. Yeah. So. Well, he's like, I, Walter's like, I need your help to get everybody on board so nobody you know, does anything crazy. While he... He has to be letting them find this stash of weapons. I mean, yeah. it seems like he's very omnipresent, so I would be surprised if that's not the case. Is it omnipresent or omnipotent? Omnipresent is where sure. you're in all places at once. All-knowing is omnipotent. Okay. okay. Omniscient. Omniscient. Omnipotent yeah, this... is all-powerful. Mm. Yeah, this book is just... Phenomenal. No, I'm, I'm so happy I got it. It's yeah. Yeah. Tiny has become one of my favorite authors in the uh, industry. He really has. He has grown a lot as a writer. Incredibly he can so. do no wrong. <laughs> well, so far he's really impressive. I mean, so far I, yeah. I'm going to speak his praises. I will say that. Yeah. He's um, going to take a break at some point. Yeah, right? Like, it's so many fucking things that he's writing right now. I'm just baffled. Um, shall we do shoutouts? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Go ahead. So... I think that was everything I read this week, so you guys take it away. All right, yeah, I'm just going to do a quick shout-out about uh, Extreme Carnage Alpha by Philip Kennedy Johnson. I really enjoyed this, uh, more specifically because this was a book that Johnson ha does a really fantastic job of making the world seem believable. There's a lot of, like, that same complaint that I've had before about how Gotham doesn't feel like a character in a lot of Batman books in the backdrop. That's the opposite of what I feel in this. I feel like the background characters, the police force, the gangsters, are all actually interacting with each other. And 
I like that this feels kind of more like a horror book than it does like uh, another superhero book from Marvel. I like the way that he does Cletus Cassidy. I really like what he does with Flash Thompson, and I really enjoy the feel of a politician uh, trying to manipulate anti-symbiote hate uh, post-King and Black. This feels... I'm just flicking through it now. Is that Carnage Shark from the Donny Cates story? That's exactly in... what that is. That's yeah. why they did that in specific. And I, I was like, haha, yes. <laughs> um, so all these, like, new series that are starting up, are they just one-shots or ongoing series? They are one-shots that are going to be tired, tied into what's going on with this. Uh, that's why this one's going to be alpha. The basically, is there's a new symbiote that is controlling the other symbiotes. So it's a symbiote of symbiotes. It's very strange. Um, okay. Mostly, I'm just excited to see uh, Johnson do something that honestly just feels like he should be doing a book like this all the time. And I'm kind of baffled yeah. that uh, he hasn't been given more but it ends it's on not a... too different from uh, Alien. No, not necessarily. I, I, I think that's why... I think that that's where his strong suits are, is where some of the darker stuff comes in. Obviously, he's yeah. doing an amazing job with Superman, and that's not the case, but this just feels like right for him. That's the best way I can describe it, and I'm pumped about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Alright, uh, I'll try to uh, briefly cover Mamo. Mamo. It's, Mamo. Uh, from, uh, it's uh, from Boom's Boombox. Boombox! Mamo. By uh, Sa Sass Millet Millage. Sass Millage. One, one person, uh, you know, just like Gillam March, she's made, written it, done the art, all that. Uh, there's a, uh, I don't know what flats are. Uh, there's a special thanks at the beginning to uh, Belle Murdoch for Flats and to Marie Soledad for Sensitivity Reading. I don't I don't but, know uh, what any of that is. Okay. Sensitivity Reading just... I mean, that that doesn't seem obvious to you. No. I mean, uh, reading to see if it's gonna, you know, I guess, what's the word, trigger somebody or uh, okay. being real... Um, well, hang on. Tell me so the context this, of that. Is that because the author is white, or yes, the author is uh, Australian, uh, white Australian. Um, it says it's off the edge of Hairsden, uh, so I'm not sure if I I'm not sure where this is. If it is supposed to be in Australia, so either you know the main character is uh, what is that Maori or Aboriginal? Okay. I don't know. Um, but this is supposed to be kind of like a modern-day uh, witchcraft story. Uh, you know, it, it's aimed uh, towards uh, a younger audience. Sure. Than, you know, Thor and Loki. Uh, I mean, this was 38 pages for $5, so it's it's a pretty good deal. Okay. Uh, Sass Maledge did the uh, DC, uh, what, did, what was it called, Carnival? Mm-hmm. What was that comic? Um, Lost Carnival, something. Yeah, the Dick Grayson graphic novel. Uh, the art is really great in this. Uh, you know, looks like maybe digital ink. Um, it's kind of reminds me of Mirror. It almost looks like uh, watercolor. Uh, but there are certain points where it's like, you know, they decided to put more detail in. So I think 
uh, Sass is just really good at drawing birds. Hmm. Uh, it's not going to come through, but the birds that she draw draws has so much more detail than anything else in the comic, and it really stands out. Weird. Like, there's a cat that follows them around, and it's, you know, almost a blur. It looks like, you know, uh, Toothless from uh, How to Train Your Dragon, and there's just so much more detail on these birds. It's strange. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to keep reading it. Cool. Good shout out. Shall we choose our yeah. picks of the week? Yes. You guys obviously know mine. Yes, that's... Yes, yeah, so yours was Nice House on the Lake, did you Correct. say? Correct. This is very hard. It's tied between the Nice House on the Lake number two and Ordinary Gods number one. It was a really good first issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you know the answer. It's very hard. Is it, though? I feel like you want the one you yeah. want to sing all of the praises about. Well, but I, I did really like with. Ordinary Gods. Sure, you can still Josh like Gone, it. Josh, what are you going with? Yeah, I'm going with uh, Carmen number five. Cool. Yeah, uh, I think it landed the uh, ending very well. You know, uh, there's not really any big questions that are left to answer, and it seemed very satisfying. The character, uh, you know, Kata's storyline was very satisfying. Was Deep Beyond not out last week? It might have been. I don't know. Did you get did one you for not- me? Did you not collect the main cover, variant covers, everything? Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, my piggy you, bank you, is you running miss, dry. You missed out issue six, Josh. Oh, no. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Who knows? Tisk tisk. Sean? Ah, uh, it's hard. <laughs> That's what she Ordinary said. Ordinary Gods one set up a really compelling story, really interesting ideas, and it was really good. The Nice House on the Lake... I've got to give it to the Nice House on the Lake number two. It is a phenomenal book. It is a great one. Thank you for yeah. agreeing with me. I don't like agreeing with you. <laughs> I, know. It <laughs> I feel like I need to take a shower after agreeing I with know. you. I know that's why you were putting it off. Well, that's been the uh, show. Uh, this has been the well, Cult we of got, Comics. Uh, we, we're going to talk about the comics coming next week. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do that. So, we have so, got... Actually, you go ahead and take it away. I'm talking too much. So yeah. yeah, shut the fuck up, Tyler. <laughs> I know it's not like I'm the host or anything. Uh, so we've got Infinite Frontier number two by Josh Williamson and Zamanico. Mm-hmm. Did you ever pick up issue one, Josh? Which one? Infinite Frontier. Infinite Frontier. No, it's really good. Uh, I don't think I did. It's really no. good. It's. Really yeah, good. I know you guys told me to go gra- go back and grab it, but I forgot. It's the same guy who does no. Birthright. Yeah. I. Who who is that? Josh I don't know his name. Josh Williamson. And ah. Nailbiter. Mm-hmm. And Nailbiter Returns. Uh-huh. And Son of Nailbiter. Uh-huh. Yeah, eventually. Okay. So two years from now. Um, we've also got the Action Comics Annual by Philip Kennedy Johnson tying into his... Look at Josh. He's it's like, going to be oh, so expensive. Yeah, it is. All is it? Always are. Because uh, they're sick. Yeah, they are. It is six dollars. Okay. Yep, gonna be another fifty dollar week. Yep. Uh the Flash Annual, which you guys aren't reading. Detective Comics ten thirty nine, I need to catch up. 
because I have a few issues behind on that. Me and Josh have Wonder Woman 775, which might be Maybe. our last issue on this. I don't know, man. I, I might flip through it before I buy it. Yeah. This Wonder Girl scratching the Wonder Woman itch for me at the minute, and yeah. Wonder Woman's not really doing it for me. Um, we have the Joker number five. Yay! Yay! Uh, Rorschach number ten. Yay! I might have my, you know, hey, there's some pick of the week material right there. Uh, we have Batman the Detective number four. Mm-hmm. Batman Urban Legends number five. Uh, Justice League Last Ride number three by Chip Zdarsky. We have the Aliens Aftermath issue mm-hmm. by Ben Percy dealing with the aftermath of the second Alien movie set on yeah. Hadley's Hope. Is this a... This is Marvel, right? Yes. Okay. We ha- well, Tyler has Sinister War number one yeah. by Nick Spencer, the Spider-Man event that's just starting. It's literally been mm. two fucking issues since the last oversized issue. They're just like, hey, you want 20 oversized issues a year? Spider-Man sells. <laughs> Spider-Man sells. He sells even more now he was photographed with Zendaya. Yeah. All right. Um, we have Thor number 15, which is back after a break. A long hiatus, actually. Long, yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm very excited for more Donny Cates Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Spider Shadow number four. End of also. the arc. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's a five. It's not a five. No, it's a four. It's a five. I'm looking at it they right it now five? Spider-Man Spider Shower. It's a five. Spider shower. Spider shower. Five. <laughs> shower That's some nightmare spiders. fuel right there. <laughs> um, we also have Skybound X number two. We have the Silver Coin number four, which is for Jeff Lemire book. Yeah, set in the future. I'm not sure. I'm set excited about this. It'll be interesting to see. Future. Jeff future. Future. <laughs> I'm really surprised. I thought this was going to be a four issue. All right. Uh, Jeff Lemire is a writer I think we can all trust. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm very excited for his maze book Hell in yeah. September. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it seems interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also have the Haha finale, number six. Which should be interesting. We'll uh, we'll see if it yeah. sticks the landing. I, I'm I'm happy this yeah. is over. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> stick, stick what landing? It's it's never taken off. The last issue yeah. was really good in my opinion. It actually got me pretty Maybe emotional. Maybe it'll tie everything together. Listen, Josh and I are not. old. Maybe. We understand what it's like to feel like, to relate to the old lady in that last issue. Yeah. The last issue uh, was good, but like, yeah. there's been two and a half good issues. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, there's also Carnage, Black, White, and Blood, number four of four. Yeah. Which is going to have Ryan Stegman in it. I'm going to probably pick it up because Stegman, but... Alright. So, that's it. Cornhusker that 1 has it. to go take care of his kids. Cornhusker 1 has to go put the corn husks away. Put up... Put, what are they? Corn cobs. Lay down corn nuggets. Corn cobs. <laughs> no. That sounds dirty. <laughs> That sounds like poop. All right. Well, it's been the Cult of Comics <laughs> podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. This has been our comic book club of the uh, roundup of the week. You can check us out on all of the other podcast locations, such as Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, all of the podcast locations, except for Stitcher, but eventually we will get on there. You can check us out on YouTube. You can give us a like, give us a share, give us a dollar, give us a follow. But uh, you can go to patreon.com in order to give us that dollar. Give a dollar, make me holler. And uh, support us by uh, giving monthly or weekly, or daily donations. Give me $100 a day, Daddy. Uh, (laughs) 
And you can find me on social media. It's going to be TikTok at Tyler Brown is here. Sean? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Walsh 747. Josh? I'm around. You know, stalking you know. Uh, Reddit, trying to figure out uh, new recipes to run away from the mob. I've seen you on Reddit twice this week now. <laughs> out in the wild. Out in the wild. Yeah. Gold. Stop following me. <laughs> There's a reason he's in Witsec. All right. This has been the Cult of Comics podcast. Thank you very much for checking this out. Have a good rest of your night and all hail.